this podcast by the National Institute of Economic and Social Research. I am Paola Buonadonna. A new report by NISA for the Education Endowment Foundation published today looks at whether teaching children about growth mindset improves their school performance. The results of the trial in schools across England will be disappointing for growth mindset's many advocates, but within the evaluation there are some interesting lessons, both for future use of the approach, but also for school interventions more generally. With me to discuss the report is co-author Heather Rolfe, an Associate Research Director here in NISA. Heather, let's back up a little and explain for those unfamiliar with the concept What do we mean by growth mindset? Okay, well, growth mindset originates in the work of Carol Dweck, who's a psychologist at Stanford University. And her idea is that intelligence isn't fixed. It's something that's quite malleable and that somebody um, can improve their intelligence through, through learning, including through making mistakes. And so the idea is not a fixed entity, but can grow and it can change through commitment uh, to study. So in the context of school, The idea is you learn by practice, you learn by making mistakes, because when you make mistakes, you look back at what you've done and you develop strategies so that next time um, you'll improve. And in terms of teachers' own practice, it means that teachers praise the effort. They don't praise the intelligence, so they don't say, oh, you're a clever boy, you're a clever girl. They say, well done, you tried really hard there, so you may have got it wrong, um, but actually um, you you had a strategy, you tried to work it out, you didn't get the right answer, um, but you may get it right the next time. So children are encouraged to say um, not that they can't do something, but they can't do it yet. And that's something that appears very much in writings around growth mindset. It's all about what you can become and not what you are, um, not what you're born with, but then what you make of yourself. So tell me a little bit about the trial that you evaluated. Why did the Education Endowment Foundation uh, fund it? So the Education Endowment Foundation funded a previous trial in 2013, which was also delivered by Portsmouth University. And that trial was shown was found to have promise. And so it had it improved results to a, a, a very small degree among the children who participated. And our conclusion about that intervention was that the programme wasn't intensive or sustained enough, and it was thought that a more a longer intervention um, would have more impact. And so this new intervention, um, which was delivered in 2016, um, involved teachers being trained in growth mindset um, and then running an eight-week course with their pupils in their classes of two and a half hour sessions a week, including presentations and videos about athletes and practice sessions in the classroom. And what were the results? Did did the pupils' academic results improve? Well, we analysed the year six SATS results of pupils in maths and English, so that includes grammar, spelling and punctuation, and also also tests aimed at measuring their non-cognitive skills, and that means things like self-belief and confidence. But we found no measurable difference between uh, pupils in test and control schools on those measures, so essentially it was found um, not to have a measurable impact. Why do you think that is? Well, as part of the research, we carried out a process evaluation which involved visits to schools where we talked to to teachers and Mm -hmm. pupils. 
And what we picked up was that the project and the messages were very, very well received. Um, it was delivered to plan. So we can rule out one explanation, which would be that it wasn't delivered properly. Mm -hmm. So essentially, that's what you're always looking for in an evaluation um, that actually wasn't carried out um, to, to plan. And pupils liked it. They definitely did. So when we talked to pupils, they were they understood it and they were able to tell us what its essential uh, messages were. And we asked them about when they used it and they could give examples. So they clearly did understand it. And teachers felt that they did too. And in fact, teachers felt um, that the pupils' performance had improved, that they tried more with their learning. Uh, they were less despondent um, when, when they made mistakes. They were more willing to try. They were more willing to fail. Um, and so... That sounds really positive. It does. It does. And that's why, in a way, it's quite surprising um, that it didn't um, wasn't then reflected in their performance on, on tests. So another possible explanation is that SATs at year six are not a good measure of growth mindset uh, because perhaps they don't um, allow the creativity or allow the kind of testing out of uh, uh, strategies um, that a pupil might apply in other aspects of their work. So if, if either of those two explanations are correct, then you might expect uh, that, that growth mindset would have a longer term impact, say reveal itself in secondary school. But we came to the conclusion that we think that the most likely explanation is that the control schools were doing something very similar. And I think that's because growth mindset is incredibly popular. In surveys of the control schools, while only three participants said they were familiar with growth mindset approaches to a great extent, the majority said they were somewhat familiar. So 72 out of 96 said they were somewhat familiar. Um, a number had attended training courses and some actually had been involved um, in research projects. So essentially, uh, almost all of the schools that you looked at, the ones in the experiment and the control group, had in fact got experience of growth mindset and it's difficult to compare, it's difficult to draw conclusions out of out of that. Exactly. I mean, this isn't, um, this isn't unique um, to this intervention. So I, we have done quite a few evaluations for the Education Endowment Foundation's projects. And I think probably the most common explanation is that what the control schools are doing was not sufficiently different to what the intervention schools are doing. And I think with this intervention, the hope was that by it being a very structured and intense programme of eight sessions of two and a half hours, it would, it would be much stronger and therefore the impact um, would be felt. Um, but I think some of the control schools were obviously were sending out the growth mindset messages, which were getting embedded in children's minds. Um, but I also think there is um, the possibility um, that a more structured, intense programme mm -hmm. that those schools received will have a longer term impact. We don't know at the moment, but we're just about to follow up mm -hmm. the children from the earlier trial to see if over a longer period um, that it did have an impact on their learning. I'd like to believe that to be the case because I think this is a, a very good project based on sound theory. And of course schools are only one influence on children. Uh, it is possible that parents maybe were sending out contradictory messages to the children at home for instance or that some families are more encouraging than others. Yeah absolutely and teachers are very well aware of that um, and the schools felt that parents do need to be involved in the messaging to children so that there's consistent messages so that 
that parents aren't saying to their children, yes, you're clever, no, you're not clever, and they're using the same language because then it's much more likely uh, to be embedded. So schools in the, the, the test schools were intending both to keep on the project, which I think is kind of testament to, to its appeal um, as far as those schools were concerned, and its effectiveness as far as those schools were concerned, um, but they did want to take it into the home and involve parents. And it's a very good strategy to involve parents in any area of learning. But I think actually in areas that involve um, teaching children about their own intelligence and effectiveness, effectiveness at study, I think it's particularly important that parents are involved. So what are your conclusions and, and recommendations really for, for the future? Should schools teach growth mindset to pupils despite the lack of, of clear evidence on its impact specifically on learning? Absolutely. I think it's a great programme. Um, children really love the messages. They love learning about growth mindsets and teachers enjoy delivering it and they think that they see results. And I, I do think this is something that probably is stored up in, in children and, and will be of benefit to, to them as they go through um, their, uh, their schooling and beyond. I think it's incredibly difficult to show an impact of any evaluation in a school because there's so much going on. So I wouldn't say to a school, don't do it unless it shows a measurable impact. What I would say is that if a school thinks that pupils would benefit from understanding more about the way they learn, about how, how they can progress, about how they can achieve, how their self-confidence in themselves as learners can be improved, then I'd say this is a very good programme for them to deliver. And it also would probably fit in well with a lot of primary schools' wider ethos about um, self-confidence um, and responsibility, resilience, um, all those things which um, schools value and which are very important to, to young children um, in growing up and gaining confidence in themselves as learners. It's also a very cheap intervention, so it's £4 per pupil, which as far as interventions go is very, very low cost. So schools don't really have anything to lose by introducing and I'd actually say that they, they have quite a lot to gain, um, even though in, in some cases those gains may not be experienced till some years down the line. Thank you, Heather. This is all we've got time for today. The report and a blog with the main highlights is available on our website, together with many other pieces of research in the education and employment fields on www.nisa.ac.uk. For now, goodbye. <laughs>